Ready? Born ready. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to the Simply Paulette Podcast. I'm so excited for this episode. I got a little tongue twisted just then. I was trying to look look for the right word. It's been a minute since I've been um, talking with you on a regular basis. Life certainly have been happening. And, you know, and that is part of being a mother, being just being all you can be. And uh, I'm happy to come back today because this weekend is going to be exciting for all mothers across the nation and children celebrating mothers, dads, acknowledging your motherhood. Those baby dads hopefully are getting cards for their children to give to their mothers. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's all kind of scenarios out here, but you're very fortunate to be a mother. I I would say that um, it it is to be seen how glorious it is to be a mother. And I want to take just a special moment in a humble way in in, in trying to approach a very sensitive subject. as to those mothers who may have lost um, one of their children or those mothers who was able to bring forth life and their children did not make it to the full term of pregnancy. I want to acknowledge that even in those tragic times, those souls are still remembered. And you are very much a mother and someone who has brought forth life And your contribution to that process should be honored and respected. And today I honor you as a mother. And I particularly want to send out a special Mother's Day to my daughter-in-law, Jasmine. Um, She and Nicholas um, was expecting a child in She's in the military, and she's uh, very much a career woman and just was looking so forward to my grandchild. And that pregnancy sort of was ended early, prematurely. And uh, and today, if you are listening, Nicholas and Jasmine there in Germany, I want to wish Jasmine a great Mother's Day because Just because the little one is not here does not mean that for a short period of time you gave my grandbaby a great place to inhabit while right here on earth. And I honor you today for your contributions. And moving forward, I um, also want to thank all of my children. Um, As all of you who listen to me know, I always... um, talk about my six children. Four are biologically by birth. One, Nicholas, I adopted. And my sixth child that I always will call my child because in her earlier life, she was she was my child by marriage. I was married for 30 years and 
although I was not her biological mother, I certainly had some input in supporting my ex-husband and his efforts along with, along with her birth mother, Kimberly, to um, contributing to her life. And she has become an extraordinary young lady. And it gives me a lot of pride and joy to see my children as adults um, enjoy themselves. And um, I also was a part or a facilitator of creating an environment in my home in which as siblings from different mothers could come together and get to know each other and have a fruitful adulthood together. And so as we are seeking to celebrate this day, you know, it's funny a lot of times when you are in the dating scene, um, as I found myself after 30 years, it oftentimes you may walk up to a person and you say, um, are you single? And they'll go, it's complicated, which you already know. <laughs> it's going to be something that you need to be precautiously moving forward. And, um, and, and I can truthfully say motherhood is equally the same. Sometimes it's a complicated situation. It's a lot of mothers that has given birth by um, physical birth. And there's a lot of mothers who have adopted as I did. And then there are a lot of women who are in society who have not taken um the legal process of adopting, neither have birth, but you very much are the mother of many individuals, uh, any children that may have become a part of your life. So I'm celebrating all the easily explained motherhood and also that complicated motherhood because it, it is so important um, what we contribute. You know, when you just think about, um, you know, I'm just going to have a conversation with you, how I think about um, motherhood myself. You know, even if you think from um, a religious standpoint of how a woman was created, we was taking, if you take the Christian uh, perspective, the woman was taken from the rib of the male and her existence came about. And when you think about the rib, it is that part of the body that protects the heart. And I've often thought about what my role has been in my family. As a mother and as a wife, I certainly have been a woman that is quite intuitive of the motivation or the intent the heart intent of whether it was that of my ex-husband, my current companion in life, or my children. I've, I, I take it very serious as to um, what my children are trying to, to do in life as to protecting those visions and trying to motivate them. And I know I've seen multiple, just multiple women who you know, you'll see your children playing in the house and you'll take note to one who has an ability to sing or one who has an ability to speak 
or even those little boys who have that tendency to, to grab a football or um, shoot a basketball, and we become extremely protective of what we see or what we are nurturing to be a gift. And in, that is so important in our roles as mothers. And so today I figured I would just sort of go through the letters that makes up the word mother. And, you know, M-O-T-H-E-R, mother. That's a powerful word. And I thought about the first letter, M, meaning a matriarch. You know, as as I was, I often... You know, this podcast is a lot about just sort of bringing you along my journey, you know, of what life has been and just sort of having conversation with you of ideas that I've come up with and, you know, situations I've moved through. But I can truly accredit a lot of my thinking, a lot of my processing, a lot of the paths that I've taken from the matriarch of my family. That was my mother. And I've also been one that look at other women in the community. I do that now. I, I'm 53 years old, but I carefully examine women who are about a decade ahead of me because it gives me insight of just certain dynamics that becomes common among women of all ethnicities and all kinds of different backgrounds. But I want you to think of matriarch today in the sense of yourself. As you're going through this process of life and raising children, and particularly you younger mothers, you know, um, when you're young, it's sort of hard to have that forethought of years ahead. But as you're raising your children, just think there are certain things that you're, even now, you like to be identified by or would like to be known. It is a very great time in their life right now to, to start planning certain imageries of how, how you engage with them, how you problem solve, because at some point you, are be, you will be the matriarch of your family. And that position comes with a, a position of power. It comes with a position of influence. And it also comes with a position of honor. But that is gradually developed over time. So it doesn't mean that you won't make mistakes. As I continue on with the letters, I'll tell you how you can move into that position more um uh, progressively and, and also with some insight so that when you do get down there, you know, though there may be instances in which you need to correct things or apologize or make straight, it will still be an obvious, clear path of the character in which you were trying to project. The next letter is O for outstanding. You know, um, when most of the time we're talking about the word outstanding, we're talking about exceptional, um, being recognized in a special way that is different from the norm. When I am speaking of outstanding, 
I am speaking of in motherhood, you have to take a stand oftentimes in the position that you are uh, faced with, whether it's problem solving among your children or even either in relationships, because oftentimes if you are the mother who is doing a great percent of the parenting, or even if you're doing 50%, however you want to break it down, whenever you are raising children, whether you're doing it in partnership within the household or partnership outside of the household or nobody is there helping you. The reason why I think about being outstanding because as a mother, you may not believe this, but a great part of how society function functions how mothers have taken a stand with their children. A great portion of how relationships and what the expectation that a guy has as to his role will come from how a woman takes her position. And I know that is a very sensitive subject to make, but I want to just come from the, the paradigm of what has been my experience. And I've experienced um, how my influence has greatly impacted um, the, the life of my family. As a mother, uh, when my children were younger, um, my oldest daughter is a product of a relationship I had as a teenager. And I married five years later. I had three children by my ex-husband. I adopted Nick, and then I co-parented Charday. So that gave us the... the um, Washington family. So when I talk about outstanding, I think in any scenario you have to look at, there was a daughter that did not share the same father. There was a son that didn't share the same mother and a daughter that didn't share the same mother. I had to create an environment in my family that in any situation, my stance in a in in discipline, my stance in how my house would be managed, my stance of how they would engage with each other had to be outstanding enough that outside influences did not take control greater than me. And that had to be very clear. You know, and when you are having a blended family, um, and oftentimes now the family is blended. Um, I think as a mother, it have to be an outstanding approach that your children does not question your love for them. Now, you can't control your children, but you got to make sure that you have raise the bar in your own mind that I am not making a distinction between these children. Because at, as they grow older, a lot of times you'll see my children, uh, whether it's on social media or some family video, they'll 
they'll go, Mom, who's my favorite child? Who's your favorite child? My uh, son, Eldridge, who is the founder of Jess Eldridge Podcast, he often say he's that favorite child, and he will often say that Winnie is that favorite child. And the truth of the matter is, when they are small, at least for me, I can't speak for you. When they were small, I would always tell them, I have no favorites. I love you all the same. But as they grew adults, I was like, at times, I don't like you as much as the other one. (laughs) (laughs) And it is the honest truth. Now, some parents, some mothers would never say that. But I... I'm more truthful so that we can build a healthier relationship. It is certain things as your children grow older, and you certainly don't, I certainly would not encourage having this level of truth with small children because it can alter their growth and development. But as they grow older, as my children are adults, I do think it is essential that you speak more honestly and openly about those indifferences that you obviously have with each other so that you can um, both grow a more um, honest relationship with each other, not by, I always told my children, um, I don't want a relationship with you as adults that is one that is mandated by title, but one that is mandated by what we have developed with each other. And I think honesty creates that. But when they're younger, trying to be very clear and have outstanding principles of how you govern your household, even with those children that may be stepchildren, when they come to your house, I would encourage you to do this. Allow that moment that they step on your side of the door to be a moment where that child can come and be comforted to be in your household and whatever may be going on with the other parent outside that door, let them know that is an issue they have when they go home, but it's not an issue when they're in your home. And as they grow older, you will become a woman that is not only a matriarch to your children, you will be respected by those that were children by marriage or children by adoption because they were not seeing um, a person that was making decisions on favoritism versus principles. The third letter is T, and it is table is the word that I'm using for the letter T. And the reason why I chose the word table is because In my household, the place where most discussions or games were played was around some table. And I think a table is a very significant um, place because in most homes, it is the place in which all traditions at some times are observed. We think about Thanksgiving, we think about Kwanzaa, even on Kwanzaa, we place a table and we we do all of our traditional uh, days. And I just would like to encourage you that while children are young, 
having a special night that you have supper together or celebrating a birthday, allow your table to become a place, a meeting place of family and tradition. And I think even when you look back at movies like Soul Food, the, the most of that movie that caught our attention, that made it so impressionable to us, that was always around the table. And as African-Americans, music and food has always been a part of our cultural festive um, happenings. So I would encourage you to allow your table to be a place where either there can be heavy discussions in which we calmly work through it or just celebrating a special occasion. Allow that table to be a place that your family will remember you. H is for honorable. You know, we think about honoring it is to give high esteem to something, to have a special reverence for it. And this is one reason why it was very important. I oftentimes now laugh and play with my children or adult children, joke a lot. But when they were growing up, I kept a very distinguished line between them and me so that at some point they understood what it was to honor and respect me. Because being your children's friend too early on and not making distinctions can cross lines to be crossed that may never be fixed in the future. Even when a line is violated, if it's violated in a way that it is clear it's a violation, it makes it easy or easier to come back and apologize and make things right. But when a line is blurred, it's hard to know how to follow a process of making amends. And I just think when it's a mother, I think the way we handle situations, the way we approach, the way we have to, to watch how we talk to our kids. I can tell you now, I am a much more graceful mother than I was as a younger mother. As a younger mother, my patience was very short. I had a lot of children at a very young age, and I didn't have the grace that I have now. But I did have enough distinction in raising them um, as me being the adult and them being the children that as I have had to correct some of my own mistakes, it has given them a place to respect and honor my role in their life. And so I want to encourage you again to be mindful of how you engage with your children so that there can be a place that you can be reverenced and honored. E in mother is environment. And this is um, important to me because as I was raising my children and even now, in my home, I try to keep an environment in my household so that my children can feel that they can come and visit. Even my friends, they can come and visit. Even if, if I'm out, keeping an environment or ambiance about myself where I'm approachable. You know, a lot of 
me being willing to share what my life experiences have been is to create an environment where there can be something that you may be able to glean from it, something that you may be encouraged by. Because there is a such thing of you being unapproachable, of people not really wanting to engage with you. And that is because the environment in which you are creating about you can be heavy laden with your responsibility or your resentments or just so many different things. It's very important to know at all times, whether that is in your car, at your job, at your house, anywhere you are, be careful that your environment is a resemblance of, of who you are as a person. And that will give, give you a, a lot of, um, it, it lays the pathway of creating what you're desiring as you're working towards that position of being the patriarch. I mean, the matriarch of the family. You know, um, these are things, a lot of times people think that you prepare for that place. You're preparing for, for that place in your daily actions. It isn't something that you just get to a certain age and then people respect and honor you because you get to that certain place. It has been a progressional behavior on your part that leads you to that place in which People will look back as an adult and teach their children, this is the matriarch of our family, and she will be honored. And the one last letter, Aura, I will say the word is resilience. Um, this is really important because what I have noticed as I am observing my daughters, I have two daughters who have um, sons. I have all grandsons, three grandsons. As I'm looking at my sons as they are, one is married now and the other one is still single, but um, but progressing towards that that commitment of marriage and life, as I see um, one daughter that is progressing towards marriage. As I look at my nieces and nephews and everybody, as you're going through life, sometimes it's just not clear. You're so close to situations, you don't, you don't necessarily see the clarity that comes in hindsight. And it's really important for mothers who have been through different stages in life not to barge into your adult children's life and to give them unsolicited advice in a an aggressive way. There, there are times where you may um, call them up or call them off to the side and say, may I speak with you? I got a concern about something and I would like to bring it to your attention. But it's important for them to see your own personal resilience. You know, I try to tell my children, like, they, they know what kind of mother I was to them because they were there. But I am also showing my resilience in my grandchildren, 
how I am able to correct things that I was maybe too young or too prideful or just blindsided by what my words and actions may have been with them. But they are able to see my resilience by making amends with them with some of those things and then doing things differently with my grandchildren. It's very important that they see the resilience of you to overcome relationships. I know that my children was watching me very carefully of how I managed the the growth from my divorce um, because my children had only seen me in marriage. And it was important for them to see that I could walk out of a 30-year marriage and still have a healthy relationship with their father because it gave them an example that although something comes to an end, you don't have to curse your beginning because of the ending. You know, I I have a lot of respect for their father. It's also important for them to see how I was able to navigate through friendships and till I came to the companionship that I have with uh, Wendell. It's been important for them to see the respect that I have for him as a gentleman, even though he's not yet my husband. It's, it's very important that people see this because one thing that does not change, um, even though it may look different, is the human experience. We all are on the same path at different measures with different levels of information, and we're making decisions with the information we have. And so just having the ability to be resilient, a lot of times you're giving new information to the same situation. And so I just want to celebrate you all today, um, Mother's Day. I want you to just be encouraged as mothers and know that when you make a mistake, you can correct it. You can just say, I'm sorry, and give a hug and love. And sometimes it may be a short path to forgiveness, and sometimes it may be a lifetime of walking that path. But as a mother, you do matter. And you are the matriarch that is in making, or you're the matriarch that is now in position. I want to encourage you to again, again, enjoy your day, celebrate your motherhood, and encourage those mothers who are behind you that it won't be long and you'll see the fruit of all of your work. This has been another episode of Simply Paulette, a Jess Eldridge production. I promise you I'm going back to school I appreciate what you allow for me I want to tell the whole world about a friend of mine This little light of mine I'm finna let it shine I'm finna take y'all back